welcome to Biblical Tapestry Podcast Season 2, Episode 32 in the Book of Daniel, God's End Time Prophecies Continued. Biblical Tapestry is a podcast where we explore how the Bible is its own commentary and how the Gospel is thoroughly woven from Genesis to Revelation. Today in this 32nd episode in the Book of Daniel, we look at the prophecy of the Antichrist's reign of terror and the triumph and reward of God's people. All right, let's turn to Daniel chapter 12. We're only going to be looking at the first three verses. I thought maybe we could finish this whole chapter in one sitting, but no. (laughs) There's too much good stuff here. So let's start at verse 1. At that time, Michael the great prince, who stands watch over your people, will rise up. There will be a time of distress such as never has occurred since nations came into being until that time. But at that time, all your people who are found written in the book will escape. Many of those who sleep in the dust of the earth will awake, some to eternal life and some to shame and eternal contempt. Those who are wise will shine like the bright expanse of the heavens, and those who lead many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. All right, back to verse 1 again. At that time, Michael the great prince, who stands watch over your people, will rise up, There will be a a time of distress such as never has occurred since nations came into being until that time. But at that time, all your people who are found written in the book will escape. Well, we left off last week at the end of chapter 11. However, the vision of the end times continue from chapter 11 into the first three verses of chapter 12 without interruption. This first verse in chapter 12 starts at that time. This time or that time refers to a period just described at the end of chapter 11. So this at the time is the period of the end or just prior to Christ's triumphant return to begin his thousand year reign, the millennial period. What is clear is that God has appointed Michael, as Jude calls him, the archangel, to protect the Jewish people. This time Michael will rise there's something different as Michael arises this time as Michael has always been fighting for God's people but this indeed is different this rising is the final battle with the dragon Satan and his angels Revelation 12 verse 7 says then a war broke out in heaven Michael and his angels fought against the dragon the dragon and his his angels also fought But he could not prevail, and there was no place for them in heaven any longer. So the great dragon was thrown out, the ancient serpent who is called the devil and Satan, the one who deceives the whole world, he was thrown to earth in his angels with him. This conflict is waged during the last three and a half years of the tribulation period, the last half of the 70th seven, as what was explained to Daniel as seen in verse 7 of this chapter and is seen in Revelation chapter 12. In Revelation chapter 12 verse 6 it says the woman fled into the wilderness where she had a place prepared by God to be fed there for 1260 days. Revelation 12 verse 14 says the woman was given two wings of a great eagle so that she could fly from the serpent's presence to her place in the wilderness where she was fed for a time times and a half time in both cases 1260 days times time and a half time 
as used in the book of Daniel, is three and a half years. So why does Michael rise at this time? Because, as mentioned, there is a time here of distress such as never has occurred since nations came into being until that time. Well, that has to be horrible. There's immense persecution. The world had never seen this kind of persecution. And since the world has gone through some horrible things, this must be unimaginably horrific. Christ himself tells us about it in Matthew, Matthew 24, verse 15. So when you see the abomination that causes desolation spoken of by the prophet Daniel, standing in the holy place, let the reader understand, then those in Judea must flee to the mountains. A man on the housetop must not come down to get things out of his house, and a man in the field must not go back to get his clothes. Woe to pregnant women and nursing mothers in those days. Pray that your escape may not be in winter or on a Sabbath. For at that time there will be great tribulation, the kind that hasn't taken place from the beginning of the world until now and never will again. Zechariah chapters 12 and 13 speaks of this time as well. In fact, in Zechariah 13 verse 8, it says in the whole land, this is the Lord's declaration, two-thirds will be cut off and die, but a third will be left in it. Only one-third of the nation of Israel will survive this onslaught. Yet there is hope in these verses. It says here, But at that time your people, everyone whose name is found written in the book, will be delivered. What book is this? And how do you get your name in it? Well, this book is a common word in Scripture and alludes to the book of life. Earlier, Daniel was given all this future things to happen out of the book of truth. But the book of life is different. Exodus chapter 32 verse 33 says the Lord replied to Moses I will erase whoever has sinned against me from my book Psalm 69:28 says let them be erased from the book of life and not be recorded with the righteous Luke chapter 10 verse 20 says however don't rejoice that the spirit submit to you but rejoice that your names are written in heaven Revelation 3.5 says, In the same way the victor will be dressed in white clothes, and I will never erase his name from the book of life, but will acknowledge his name before my Father and before his angels. Revelation 20.12 says, I also saw the dead, the great and the small, standing before the throne, and books were opened. Another book was opened, which is the book of life, and the dead were judged according to their works by what was written in the books. All Jews and Gentiles alike who have trusted in Jesus Christ as their Savior and Lord will have or already have their names written in the book of life. The life not written there has only one fate. And that's found in Revelation 20 verse 15. And anyone not found written in the book of life was thrown into the lake of fire. Looking at verse 2 here in Daniel chapter 12, Many of those who sleep in the dust of the earth will awake, some to eternal life and some to shame and eternal contempt. The New English Translation Bible, in its notes, explains verse 2 quite well. This verse, this verse 2, is the only undisputed reference to a literal resurrection found in the Hebrew Bible. 
all those multitudes whose names are written in the book of life will be raised up from the grave. Revelation calls it the Lamb's book of life, for the Lamb that was slain, Jesus Christ, will give all who trust in his name forgiveness and eternal life. Revelation 21-27 says, Nothing profane will ever enter it, no one who does what is vile or false, but only those written in the Lamb's book of life, that is, entering God's heaven. Names cleansed by the blood of Christ, the Lamb of God, are written clearly in the book of life. But all those who have perished will awake at some point, either to eternal life as written, but some will awaken to shame and eternal contempt. Please note, when a believer dies, there is no immediate state, no independent state, as we immediately will enter into the presence of God. In 2 Corinthians 5, 6 through 10, So we are always confident and know that we are at home in the body, we are away from the Lord, for we walk by faith, not by sight, and we are confident and satisfied as to be out of the body and at home with the Lord. He said it right there. Therefore, whether we are at home or away, we make it our aim to be pleasing to him. For we must all appear before the tribunal of Christ, so that each may be repaid for what he has done in the body, whether good or worthless. In Philippians chapter 1, verse 21, it says, For me, living is Christ, and dying is gain. Now, if I live on in the flesh, this means fruitful work for me, and I don't know which one I should choose. I am pressured by both. I have the desire to depart and be with Christ, which is far better, but to remain in the flesh is more necessary for you. So Paul says we would go on to be with Christ at death. So sleep in these verses is a metaphor for death, as believers are in the presence of God. However, non-believers likewise are already in torment luke chapter 16 verse 22 only one or one day the poor man died and was carried away by the angels to abraham's side the rich man also died and was buried and being in torment in hades he looked up and saw abraham a long way off and lazarus at his side so note that the resurrection for believers comes at the beginning of the millennial period for Christ, at this time just before the millennial period, the end of this horrible time of tribulation. And this will be Christ's rule on earth, and the judgment of the wicked, those who have died prior to this, the wicked, will be after that time, around the time of the new heaven and the new earth at the end of the millennial period. So what does the resurrection mean for the believer? While our earthly bodies rot away in the grave, a new, incorruptible, resurrected body will be provided and will be united with the spirit that is already with Christ. This will be a body as Christ was after his resurrection. He was seen, he could be touched, it was physical, but it also could walk through walls and appear before the disciples as clearly there are some significant changes that will occur and plus the resurrected body is eternal 1 Corinthians 15:50 tells us brothers i tell you this 
flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, and corruption cannot inherit incorruption. Listen, I am telling you a mystery. We will not all fall asleep, but we will be changed. We will all be changed in a moment, in the blink of an eye, at the last trumpet. For the trumpet will sound, and the dead will be raised incorruptible, and we will be changed, for this corruptible must be clothed with incorruptibility, and this mortal must be clothed with immortality. When this corruptible is clothed with incorruptibility, and this mortal is clothed with immortality, then the saying that is written will take place. Death has been swallowed up in victory. Death, where is your victory? Death, where is your sting? Now the sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. So this resurrected, incorruptible body will spend eternity with Christ. It's not true for the unbeliever. The wicked here, says, will feel shame and contempt as they stand before God and realize the gravity of their sins and how corrupt they are before the perfection of God. Stephen Miller also states eloquently that Christ came to earth and died on the cross so that all might be forgiven and receive everlasting life. But people have a choice. Each individual decides his or her destiny by accepting Christ or rejecting him. That offer is presented to you even now. So do not hesitate with that decision. Verse 3 says, Those who are wise will shine like the bright expanse of the heavens and those who lead many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. Those saved by the blood of Christ will shine like the bright expanse of heaven. Is this saying that some will shine brighter than others? Well, I'm not sure about that, but all believers should be walking billboards of the salvation given to them, or at least they should be. Believers should be willing and able to lead anyone to righteousness as led by the Spirit of God. In fact, putting on the armor of God, Paul tells us their feet are shod with the gospel. That means we're ready and able to share the gospel when God calls upon us. Matthew 13:43 says, then the, righteousness, or then the righteous will shine like the sun in their Father's kingdom. Anyone who has ears should listen. Now Stephen Miller again states, the decision to follow Christ and put his kingdom first will be rewarded. Is serving Christ worth it? Well, the answer to that is absolutely. I hope you enjoy this season two study in the book of Daniel. Next episode 33, we'll look at the final instructions that are given to Daniel. God bless you today, and I encourage you to spend time in God's word. Again, we have a biblical, the biblical tapestry has a Facebook and Instagram page. I ask you that to like and share this podcast if you've gained anything from it we will finish season two in the book of daniel in the next episode look forward to season three as we start a study in the book of colossians god bless and be well